Thursday, December 22nd, 2022, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, here as always with my co-host, can't do without him, not yet anyway, Marcus Irving. Hello, Marcelo. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing just fine. All things considered, I'm fine. I'm here and I'm ready to talk. Awards. What about you, Marcus? Awards. I'm uh yeah, so I've everything is great with me too, <laughs> and I'm just here and I'm ready to talk awards. We're good, we're fine, nothing is wrong. Let's Everything move on. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is great. Like from the movie. Like from the movie that uh, got nominated for an Oscar, but not, but did not win, right? Wait, did no, it even it get nominated? Won. It should have won. It got nominated, right? Because like... Uh, it was uh, nominated. I remember the performance yes, on the show. It, yes. it lost to a song from Selma. Uh, fine, I guess. That Selma song. I mean, good yeah. job. Good job, John Legend. Or was No, it wasn't John Legend. It was... um. Common? Uh, common. Yes, sorry. I apologize. They both won Oscars, right? John Legend has an Oscar. They, right? they both have that in common. Yes. Yeah, they both have that in common. <laughs> this is going great. Um, so we're doing fine. We're doing great. Nothing is wrong. Um, and what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about awards. More specifically, the best supporting actors of 2022. Right. Tying it all to the awards season uh, of 2022, tying that all to the Talk Film Society Awards, which is uh, Talk Film Society's own Oscar Star Award Show, that uh, the 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 tenth iteration of which will be held in March of 2023, and so to keep everybody's minds on the awards, we're doing this podcast series. So y'all can vote for the Talk Film Society Awards. And the nominations, the ballots, uh, will be up and ready uh, in a week. A week from now. from, from wow. if, if you're listening to this Exciting. podcast, the day it comes out, check, uh, 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 check TalkFilmSociety.com slash TFS Awards and you'll find the ballot uh, where you can vote. But, but yeah, in a week... The ballot will be there. Again, go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS Awards where you can vote for the best of the year. Um, but that's coming up. And next episode and, uh, you know, on, on our website, everywhere else, so we'll get to talk about it. Maybe on Twitter if it's still it's still around by then. Um, but yeah, our Discord. Uh, I'll plug that right now in, 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 the, in the pre-plugs. Uh, if you want to join our Discord and talk more awards stuff, uh, uh, go to talkfilmsociety.com slash discord and join only if you're cool okay so there you go that is the setting the table of the podcast now we can actually talk about what we're here to talk about Marcus um, oh I guess before that we last episode we gave ourselves some homework we didn't give ourselves homework this episode um, we're recording this kind of early uh, uh, than usual we're recording this on Sunday before we release it on Thursday um What's been going on? Has has anything happened since we last talked, Marcus? That you know of, awards wise, has has anything happened? Not that I can think of. No, it seemed like last week there were a bunch of rewards places putting out their stuff. This week I cannot think of anything that I saw on Twitter or anything. So no, no new awards news for me. 
No, not not for me either. We kind of blew our wad in the last like five minutes of that last episode. Uh, or just <laughs> should have saved up some of that. Yeah, that's poor planning on on my part. I want to blame myself for that. Uh, I guess we can talk about uh, Avatar two. I know you haven't seen it yet, Marcus. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, I haven't. But yeah, it seems like that's a pretty big movie. Yeah, that's a big movie. It it uh, it opened this past weekend. Uh, close to half a billion dollars uh, worldwide. Being realistic, what do you think that movie's going to do at, uh, let's say, the Oscars? Yeah, so this is a good opening topic. Thank you, Marcus, uh, for falling for my trap. Um, Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, me having seen it now, uh, I, I like it a lot. Uh, a technical marvel. Um, performances are actually very good. I, I mean... Um, we're, we're way past talking supporting actresses. We talked about that last episode. Um, but... Do we have a Zoe Saldana or a, uh... I, okay, alien not... lady? Not to... Because you haven't seen it yet. I don't want to... I don't want to spoil things, but I'll just say... Sigourney Weaver does something Sigourney. interesting in the movie. Okay? And, uh, I... I wouldn't... Okay, uh, she would be in my honorable honorable mentions uh, 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 list if we did it uh, today. Oh, wow. You know, uh, but it's okay. I <laughs> I've heard people say though it is an unusual performance, um, which I am like sure. But I find it more interesting than bad, and I lean towards it being something more significant than. Um, strange <laughs> again it's hard to talk about uh, and, and we might talk about it more uh in the in future episodes but to answer your question at this point i could see of course it'll get the technical awards it'll get the noms for you know special effects sound nom, nom, noms. editing <laughs> yes <laughs> all the all, all the little crumbs all the little uh, below the line awards <laughs> it'll it'll nibble up yeah much 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 um It'll get those nominations, right? A few wins, I'm sure. Uh, but the big boys, you know, uh, uh, I don't think it'll get nominated for any acting categories. Although, I don't know. I I, I I put money on the off chance that Sigourney Weaver in in out of any uh, acting performances, you know, crazier things have happened, and who knows, she might skirt in there. Wildest case scenario, probably not going to happen. But don't rule it out, okay? Stranger things have happened. Again, probably not going to happen. But okay, no acting, uh, no acting awards for for that. I don't see it realistically. Director, maybe not. Picture, probably. Hmm. Uh, picture, probably. Picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the one that like? Uh, it was like along with Batman, kind of helped spur along the ten nomination thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um. To be honest, like the only the only reason I don't think Cameron might not get into the director field in the in, in the five is because it's it, it, it's a it's a busy top five this year. Okay, we'll, so. we'll, we'll talk about it in a future episode. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be close. If he does, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But chances are he's not going to. Um, but yeah, so. Better luck next time. <laughs> Maybe in two years for Avatar three, but I I don't know about this one. Um, 
because hey, there are a lot of heavy hitters already this year, like everything Man, everywhere. You think you're better than Martin McDonough. Come no, on, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, the Daniels, Todd Field, Martin McDonough, um, who else? Spielberg, of course. Um, uh, like the, oh, those, yeah. those are the heavy hitters. I'm trying to think of it's anybody Spielberg's to lose this year, I think. Not yeah. to, not to give away our episode. Yeah, but again, I I don't know. The, the 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 Daniels give Spielberg a run for his money this year. Not overall, of course. I'm not insane. Um, but no, I I could see I could I I could see a path to victory for the Daniels, for Todd Field, for Mark McDonough, for Steven Spielberg. I do not see that path to victory for James Cameron this year. Uh, sorry, James. Um, but yeah, more on that in a future episode. Marcus, go see the movie. I know you're going to see it eventually, but just I'm going to see it. I know. It's just I'm a not, reminder. I'm not some anti Avatar weirdo. Yeah. Like no. Somebody who hosts one of these podcasts <laughs> on this network. Wait, what? <laughs> um, me? <laughs> is, no, it, is it me? No, okay, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else. You're going to have to tell me that name off mic because I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of who could that possibly be. I, you know, I, I, feared, I feared I would be anti-Avatar, to be honest, because I've told you this off mic, and I, I, I'm okay talking about it on mic now. Like, I, I've said that Avatar, the first one for sure, is more like it's a theme park. It's 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 kind of like all flash, you know, uh, no real substance. Revisiting Avatar again this past week, I'm like I'm still kind of on that boat with the first Avatar, although there it 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 is so it is still very good, uh, Avatar one. But then after Avatar mm. two, I'm like okay, I like Avatar two a lot more than the first one. It has a better story i think its messaging is just more impactful it makes me feel more things than the first one ever did so i don't know i'm gonna see it again uh, on wednesday avatar 2 the way of water and i don't i'm looking forward to it i I think it's it's more than just just an experience i think i'm totally pro avatar franchise at this point give me three give me four give me five give me six so there you go I'm pro Avatar, Marcus. I'm sure you're pro Avatar too. Uh, Avatar as well, um, and you'll be even more pro Avatar uh, after seeing The Way of Water. Now, I desperately want to know who this anti-Avatar guy is or gal, you know. <laughs> um, but we'll figure it out later, off mic. So now, on to the show: the best supporting actors of 2022. Oh my God, Marcus. Was it, uh, before we get into it, was this was this, was this difficult for you to, to compile your list of, of the best supporting actors? A little bit. A little bit. I kind of, this one, I'm not really close at all to what's going to be nominated, I think. I think I've got one, perhaps two. I'm still, still trying to nail it down to five. I've got six here. So one or two that have a good chance of being nominated, or, you know, no, they will be nominated. But... For the rest of them, I did. I uh, best the two supporting categories were kind of, I don't know, hard for me to fill. The, the my best best actor and best actress. I was like, check 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 check. There's a million of them, and it was hard to nail down. This one it was hard to nail down just because I was like, I don't know, how many do I really want to say? Who really impressed me this year? Yeah. And uh, you know what? The boys got to step it up. That's all, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. You know, I you know but, yeah. Before we jump into it, I'm kind of in the same boat or even more so i uh, usually the best supporting actors are 
I don't know, a bit a bit more exciting than, than this year's crop. Even though there are, are some great ones, though. I want to emphasize, like, there are some great ones. And the possible winner of the whole thing. No, for sure. Oscar for sure. time. For is, sure. Uh, 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 and we'll talk about who's in the lead right now. But if they win, I mean, it's it'd be uh, uh, exciting on many levels. But I don't know. Like, uh, uh, it was harder for me than the last categories we've covered already. Because we've, we've done... Uh, supporting actress. We've done lead actor. Is that it? <laughs> this is the third episode. <laughs> yep, those are the two. <laughs> like we've done the two. Many more times. <laughs> I think it's just because me and Marcus <laughs> podcast so much. Um, but uh, we talk a lot. Out of the three, uh, this one was the hardest for me to to come up with. Uh, but I, I think Marcus is right. Hey, dudes, step it up. Come on, step it up. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So, format of this is, before we jump into our personal faves, before we jump into the Discord's faves, the Talk From Society Discords, because we asked the question, Marcus asked a question on Discord, hey, Discorders, uh, who are your favorites uh, supporting actors of this year? Before we get into all that, let's go to GoldDerby.com. That good old gold derby. Oh, right? yes. Oh, oh that yes. gold derby. Uh, the gold derby is the side I go to to cheat in Oscar pools. Um, they usually get mm-hmm. it right because uh, they have like a bunch of mm-hmm. experts, a bunch of people on the site, on their message boards, uh, predicting who's going to get nominated. Um, they list it out. It's a science. There's a science to this. Uh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I also, and, and we don't need to dig into this a lot, but I also stumbled on a Metacritic's uh, a sort of deal, mm-hmm. which we could maybe say for the end of the show. But I had no idea they were doing the same sort of thing, and it'd be interesting to see how their stacks up against everybody else's. Um, but Gold Derby, okay? I've wrote, I've written down the top six uh, on their uh, uh, supporting actor category. You know, uh, uh, so Marcus, like the last two episodes, I'm gonna have you guess. Um, you have five guesses. So guess who they put in the top six slots for best supporting actor? Okay. Gold Derby. So here I am going over to our Discord because <laughs> I know almost none of my picks are a part of this. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, who can I be sure of? I can be sure of Kehoi Kwan for Everywhere Everything all at once. You got one, yeah. Great. I can probably be pretty sure of Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Nina Sheeran. You got two. Good job. Great. Now here is where I struggle. Paul Dano for The Fablemans. You got three. All right, all right. Could there perhaps be another Banshees boy in there? Uh, is that is that a? I'm I'm gonna need you to give me a firm answer here, Marcus. I'm I'm gonna need you to give me that hint. <laughs> you, I mean, just say it. Barry Keegan. Barry Keegan. You got it. That's four. Oh my God! Good golly! Wow! All right, I am two left. Four now, for four. Yeah. So these last two, I'll admit, they're a bit difficult. Okay, I'll give you one. I'm just gonna tell you because you're not you're, you're never gonna get it. Uh, ben Wishaw for Women Talking. Okay, mm. a movie I guess everybody else on this website has seen except me. Apparently, yeah. And and everybody else in 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 you know the, the, the world. The world. <laughs> oh, the women talking. Although it's gonna be a very interesting episode next episode because um uh, we haven't figured out when we're gonna record the next episode. But I'm going to bet that by the next time we talk, Marcus, I will have seen The Whale, Women Talking, 
Oh wow. Uh, uh, EO, that sad donkey movie that that is playing, and <laughs> I uh, we'll talk about it next week. Um, okay. And also a documentary I forget the name of. Uh, anyway, I, I'm gonna cross Ray Fines. <laughs> no, not Ray Fines. So I'm uh, Eddie Redman. Uh, uh, my my hint to you is the last person on this list is in is a co-star in a movie that you've already mentioned that is the, is, is already mentioned in this in this uh, top 6 a co-star in either everything everywhere all at once banshees of Inishir, and women talking or the fablemans the fablemans uh, there's some kid in the fablemans uh, if you want to call Judd Hirsch a kid you got it yeah <laughs> Judd he's a young kid <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Judd Hirsch is uh, was he in taxi <laughs> from like <laughs> Did he star in Taxi? I'm going to look up Judd Hirsch. You know Judd Hirsch. Just Google Judd Hirsch. He's in Taxi, yes. I know Judd Hirsch. (laughs) That kid from Taxi. (laughs) Starred in Ordinary Ordinary People, People. which won Best Picture in 1980. (laughs) Now, remember we had this conversation last week about... uh, I forget which which, which actress... um, Oh, um, from Bones and All. She was in one scene, right? And oh yeah, Chloe Sevigny. Yes, Chloe Sevigny. Um, somebody in the Discord uh, named uh, name, name checked her for best uh, supporting actress. And I said, you know, crazier things have happened with a short short performance like that because she's only in one scene. Judd Hirsch is only in the Fablemans for like two scenes, really. Oh wow! And just disappears. And he is in the running for best supporting actor and he might get a nomination. So, wow. Yeah, um, so it's interesting. I gotta say, I like the, I like those nominees. Yeah. It's, uh, uh I mean, Ben Wishaw, I'm sure is, is great. He's always great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he's the one that's like, whatever to me. But, <laughs> but I mean, he's Paddington. He's yeah, Paddington. He's pa- of course he does. He's uh, Q, right? Or not Q. He, M. Uh, no, he's Q. Uh, the, the, the good, the good Q. In uh, James Bond, it's a good kid. <laughs> <a good> <laughs> um, why don't we jump into our personal picks, uh, and then we'll jump into the Discord picks. Uh, who went first last time? I went first, so it's you. You go. You go first this time, Marcus. Okay, it's my time to shine. Yeah. Um, because we did this last time, where we gave a honorable mention, yeah. and this is still hard. This is still hard. I don't. I don't now, know which one I'm about to say. It's between one of these two young men. These are your personal picks for best supporting actor. Just to be personal picks. Completely yes, this clear. is not me guessing. This no, is not no, me no. guessing the Oscars. No. I know for a fact that my honorable mention, Jake Gyllenhaal in Ambulance, okay, is okay. not going to be nominated for an Oscar. Okay, yeah, it's very slim. Very slim. Marcelo, can you give me a sly hint as to whether we're going to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal and your deal? Uh, no, he was very close. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, let's just talk about Jake Gyllenhaal for a second. Oh my God. He's so good in ambulance, right? So good. Okay. Listen, he is, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly talk. Like he was, he, he he almost cracked into my honorable mentions. He almost cracked into my top five and I really had to think about it, but like on its own, it's such a, it's such a boss to the wall. I'm in a Michael Bay movie. So I'm going to gonna give it my my everything yes exactly it's the quintessential michael bay performance yeah nicholas cage level exactly yeah going for it it's going for it and i gotta give him props and and like it's the kind of stuff that i am so happy to see in a movie that is starring jake dylan hall and directed by michael bay 
and set only an ambulance all around LA. It's it it's it's such a good movie. And at this point, I can say like ambulance is like close to making my top ten of the year. I love it so much. Um, I just put it on for my parents over Thanksgiving uh, break, and they loved it. So yeah, I it's it's a solid performance, and like yeah, I I am very happy that it made it on your honorable mentions i mean that's enough of me but do you have any more jake gyllenhaal praise not yeah it's it's just a, the, what i said it's 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 the perfect performance for that type of movie it is as gonzo reflecting as gonzo as the action in that movie gets that's what i really like that's like that that shows like he gets what he is what the movie is going for and he tries to reflect that in his performance yeah and uh also pretty emotional at points absolutely um uh, another honorable mention I'm just going to brush by Justin Long and Barbarian very fun very funny yes. uh, good source of that movie good source of humor in that movie okay Barry Keegan my number five for Banshees of Ina Sheeran uh, this young lad this dude this young lad this, this guy, guy uh, this guy this, Barry Keegan he has impressed me every time I've seen him for the last however many years that he has been showing up and stuff he is always like sh- struck out to me. He is always like who I focus on whenever he's in a scene. There's something about him that is just so, uh, I don't even know. So entrancing. And he, he's, he's just a fantastic actor. And, and in Banshees, he is doing something I've never seen him do. And it feels like he's playing like 10 years younger than he is, which I think I said in the Colin Farrell I said about Colin Farrell as well, but I really mean that about Barry Keegan, where he's just like, he's got this very high voice, very thick accent, very thick Irish accent that it, it, it it's so close to like feeling like a parody, but it, it doesn't. He still feels like a real person, and it's a very, it's a fantastic performance, and he's maybe my favorite character in the movie. My favorite performance in the movie is still Colin Farrell, but my favorite character in the movie might be his. Uh, he kind of he goes through some surprisingly deep stuff that you would not expect when you first see this character, this kind of goofball character. My number five. That was number Barry five. Keegan. Now, I said just not even five minutes ago that the dudes have to step up this year, but I don't know. I I'm also gonna say uh, Keegan almost made into my honorable mentions, so I guess I'm a liar. There were a lot of great supporting actor performances this year. Um, and yeah, I agree. Good job, dudes. I, <laughs> good job, dudes. You know what? Dudes, you're all right. Because <laughs> honestly, like, I'm with you. Like, Keegan, like, uh, uh, he has surprised me. Or he's been one of the, like, I, I'm just going to repeat what you were saying. Since The Killing of a Secret Deer, which I think is, like, the first time I really noticed him. I'm like, oh, God, this guy. What the fuck is up with this guy? And then he's made interesting, interesting choices in, like, Dunkirk and Green Knight um eternals even and and banshees is yeah he's like playing something else completely although it's still kind of in his wheelhouse in a bit but it the surprises Joker, you. of course the batman of course the I, I, I didn't i don't want to mention that <laughs> but although although here in wikipedia <laughs> he's credited as unseen arkham prisoner in the batman so mm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right of course right of course so couldn't possibly guess who it is <laughs> but anyway um hey you know what chances are good he'll be nominated this year for uh for banshees and not the batman um all right that's that was number five marcus continue <laughs> got nominated for the batman. 
<laughs> the third person to get nominated for playing the Joker. He's in it for 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay, number four. My number four is a legacy pick. Uh, this is a man who, much like Jamie Lee Curtis, he wrapped up a, a long-tenured horror role this year in style. It's David Arquette in Scream. Ooh, nice pick. Um, yeah, not, not to spoil anything about the movie, but this movie... He feels like the heart of Scream, uh, Scream Five. It's called Scream, but Scream Five. Uh, he Dewey is after Dewey. He's my favorite character from the series. He's always uh, just a real light point, uh, like just a real nice point of levity to those films. Uh, and you always fear for him. You always love him. He's just a very, very, very lovable guy, just as uh, David Arquette himself is. Uh, we've talked about him a lot in the past on a wrestling show. He had that wrestling documentary, but um, which I highly recommend. Uh, you cannot kill David Arquette, anybody out there. But uh, David Arquette, yeah, he's just he does some wonderful stuff in this movie. It's it's his strongest performance as Dewey to date. It might be his strongest performance ever. I don't know, but yeah, David Arquette in Scream, my number four. Uh, we can keep going because I'm going to talk about him in my picks. Yeah. Whoa. Number three, we're all going to the World's Fair, Michael J. Rogers. Oh. Um, I will be mentioning another we're all going to the World's Fair cast member in uh, our next episode. Okay. So Michael J. Rogers, he plays JLB. Uh, he connects with uh, Casey, um, the main character in the movie, through... Uh, this game that she's playing that uh, it's supposed to morph your body or whatever, the World's Fair contest. Uh, he's kind of like a leader in the World's Fair contest, or at least somebody that can it be implied that he kind of runs some things behind the scenes um, or is just an enthusiast of it. The movie's not very clear. Uh, it's a left purposefully kind of uh, um, obscured, but his performance is so light and so tender. I, I have never seen a performance quite like this where it really plays to that movie plays to internet culture a lot. And it focuses on types of people that either are not discussed in movies or if they are, they're playing a much broader caricature that is not like how people actually are. And he plays a person who just seems like a very soft-spoken, mild-mannered guy in real life who, like, this is his life, is this online game, and uh, this is the thing he likes to do. Uh, we get glimpses of his house, and it's like this really nice house, but we only ever see him at the computer because that seems like his only safe space or his only place where he feels really comfortable. All of that kind of sensitivity and uh, anxiety and uncomfortableness that, that that character has in being himself in being anything really um he is so quiet so soft-spoken that it's just it really it, it it he blew me away i i did not expect i could not have expected a performance like this ever and uh it really it really did do me in now marcel i know you like that movie did you have anything to say about this guy uh we're all going to the world's fair i saw early this past year in a theater filled with people who did not get it, I felt, <laughs> and I luckily uh, did, uh, which I love that experience. Like I love just being mm -hmm. completely uh, uh, dumbfounded. You're all I, fools in a good way. <laughs> I, I, I was dumbfounded in a way, but then by the end, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get, it. I, and I'm excited to see 
the director uh jane showburn's um uh, uh you know next work uh, oh, i believe yeah. uh an a24 film is is on the way from them Ooh. um but yeah, I, I I'm I'm in complete I'm in a, I'm in complete agreement, um, Michael J. Rogers. So I mean, there are things I want to say about it, but I don't want to ruin it. I, I just recommend people yeah. go watch it. Uh, it's on HBO Max right now, so stream it, folks. It's it's very good. Um, completely different direction. My number two, <clears throat> my number two is Aaron McGahee from Jackass Forever. So yeah. I already nominated ja- uh, Johnny Knoxville for Jackass Forever. I'm doing it again with Aaron McGahee, Danger Aaron, the guy. I, the guy who, when I was watching Jackass as a kid, I didn't really like this guy. He seemed kind of mean. He seemed uh, not really as good as the rest of the group to me. He was never my favorite cast member. But in Jackass Forever, everybody's aged by, man, whenever Jackass 3 came out, 2000-whatever, 2012 maybe. So everybody's aged by 10 years or so. Johnny's got gray hair. Everybody's got gray hair. And everybody seems to not necessarily be wanting to do all of the same, like, all, they don't want to be reaching the same heights of crazy shit they wanted to do be, because uh, because uh, they brought in these young cast members to do some of that craziest shit just so they can lay off their own bodies because they are all, like, 40, 50-year-old men now who can't necessarily go through that anymore. But there's two people. There's Aaron McGahee and Dave England, both of whom I would say... Give it their all as if they had never aged today. Um, especially Aaron. He just comes off like the star to me of this movie. Uh, he, he comes off like the heart of the movie. He has the he has the final kick down the door, uh, let's wrap it up uh, finale thing. Uh, with the, the bear, he gets covered in honey and put oh, into yeah. a oh, yeah. room with the bear. <laughs> that's, that's one of the best scenes jackass. In, in movies. I love Jackass so much. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Danger Aaron, I love you. Uh, is he the same person as Danger Aaron? Aaron McGahey, I love you, dude. Uh, I'm sorry for doubting you all these last few years. Uh, keep it up. Uh, if we do, if we get a Jackass Forever too, um, uh, I hope to see you again. Uh, thank you for your years of service. Okay, my number one, Kehoe Kwan. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all it, everywhere. It's everywhere. I. Folks. I like this guy. I liked this guy in this movie. I did not like everywhere, 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 but I just fell head over heels for this guy, for Kehoi Kwan in this movie. And I did not know who he was until after I had finished watching the movie. And my mom told me like, you know, a short round, right? And I was like, what? Oh yeah, that is. Cause I had seen him in interviews and stuff. I just forgot. But anyway, he uh, and that made his performance so much more impressive to me. He goes through a lot. Him and Michelle Yao and everybody in that movie are they're wearing different hats. They're they're doing all different types of performances. There's there's doing dramatic. They're doing broad comedy. They're doing action. They're doing uh, kind of more horary elements. Kind of like the 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 movie is a big mix of stuff, and he does it all so flawlessly i think and uh it's it's especially the more tender moments where it's him and michelle yao being sweet with each other that 
I love him. I love him so much. And I, and I love him as a, as kind of just like the dopey kind of dad who doesn't really understand anything that's going on. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's so many different modes, so many different layers to his performance. It feels like multiple different performances at once. And then when I looked him up afterwards, I was like, this dude has not worked in 30, 40 years. And he gives a fucking masterclass performance like this. I, I just, I was blown away even further. And uh, it, it endeared him to me so much that I just I hope he wins the Oscar uh, straight up. I hope I think he will. And I hope he does win this Oscar. This is this is maybe the most excited I am about a front runner uh, in any race. Yeah, uh, Marcelo, I think that is uh, all of my picks. And uh, I would like to hear yours now. OK, Mr. here we go. Um, some of these match up with yours. Well, actually, just two. Although I'm surprised, wait, two. I'm surprised you didn't mention one, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um, oh, yeah, I'm I'm actually shocked. Uh, okay, so honorable mention, one you previously mentioned, David Arquette and Scream, 2022. Very good. I'm in agreement with you. Um, fantastic performance from him. Uh, again, not to spoil it. Although at this point, I don't know. It's been a year I feel since like it's been I out. Spoil it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 whatever. It, 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 yes, it's the best he's been in this in this in this role. It's maybe his best performance of his whole career. Maybe I mean that's saying a lot for like you know the the fifth Scream movie. But I don't know. It's 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 all yeah. in there. And Scream twenty twenty two. I'm gonna rewatch it this week just to confirm if it's gonna be in my top ten. I'm pretty sure it is. And I have high hopes wow. for. The next scream, but we'll see about that. But for but Scream Five, just as a movie, I think works so well, and it's because of David Arquette. It's like he's a big part of why that movie works so well. Um, but yeah, but that's honorable mention, David Arquette. Um, <laughs> number five. This is gonna be controversial, but I have my reasons for for picking number five. Uh, this dude, okay, <laughs> and you might laugh, Marcus. Mark Rylance and Bones and all. <laughs> mm, mm, <Marcello. laughs> okay. This is a controversial pick. This is a controversial pick. I don't know that I can pick. go there. I don't know that I can go there. I'm sorry. This is a controversial pick. I understand. Yeah, but it's your pick, Marcelo. I, I, I respect you. Here, okay. Here's my rationale for this. Maybe a reason why I said earlier that the dudes and supporting actor in the supporting actor category needs, needs to step up, right? It's because I I enjoy the offbeat sort of, you know, villainous roles that some of these character actors like uh, 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 get nominated for. And to me, even though, sure, Mark Rylance has won already, and I just rewatched him in uh, Bridge of Spies, and I thought that was a Yeah, know, you're goddamn right he won. Yeah. God damn it. He shouldn't have won. <laughs> Uh, that year was close for me because he beat Stallone. I know, yes, Stallone. The performance of his damn career—I can't get over it. I don't know, but Mark Rylance does so much in *Bridge of Spies* to warrant (sighs) that award. We can argue about that another time in in a special episode where we just go through, you know, the big misses of the Oscars or something. I don't know, but whatever, whatever the case may be, I don't know the Rylance performance and Bones and all him playing this weirdo. Uh, cannibal who's like stalking the main characters I don't know like that's sort of like the weird twisted performance that I'm into that I kind of like want to give a claim to it's purposefully an offbeat choice for purposefully offbeat performance so that's my rationale for that okay 
Now to the more normal ones. Uh, number four, only because he's in the supporting actor category. I'm, I probably would have pushed him into lead actor, but whatever. Uh, Paul Dano in The Fablemans. Uh, the complete polar opposite of Mark Rylance. <laughs> like, Paul, <laughs> Paul Dano is just this... Because uh, uh, have you seen Fablemans yet, Marcus? No, it, it never came to a theater near me. I was shocked. I, I would have. Terrible. That is something I would have gone out to go. Terrible. But uh, but yeah, I think it's available at home now. We'll definitely be seeing it soon. It's just. Uh, but yeah, that Paul Dano. I know he's a hell of an actor. I, he's a hell of an actor, and it's it's like the most like understated performance of the year, which is. Saying a lot, considering it's Paul Dano, who was like the villain in the Batman movie, like earlier this year, yeah. and he's just—it's like—it's like he's like the stoic man in the Fablemans. I, all I can think of is like one shot in the movie, and this isn't a spoiler. But who cares if it's a spoiler or not? It's based on real life. It's towards the end of the film. Okay, um, everything has happened in the movie. Things have changed in like uh, uh, these characters' lives. And um, Paul Dano's character open up, opens up a piece of mail, and what he sees in there doesn't make him particularly happy, right? But from what we've seen of this guy for the last like two hours, it's like he doesn't wear his emotions on his sleeve. Like he keeps things hidden, and so when he sees this and when he reacts to it, it's all in a look. Like he looks out a window, and Spielberg like shoots it like very like off like it's 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 shot in a way that's like not like a Spielberg shot it's like distinctly not Spielbergian it's and and I think it captures like that essence of this character at this moment where you just see the pain in his face and you see everything happening but it's just in a in a in a look Paul Daniel does nothing but look out a window and you get it so all I'm trying to say is Paul Dano does a lot in this in this performance, mm-hmm. um, rather than like be a complete wacko like um, Mark Rylance in Bones and all. Uh, so that's Paul Dano. That's number four. Number three, this would be a bit of a surprise. Uh, Val Kilmer in Top Gun Maverick. Okay, another sort of unexpected choice, I think, because I you know it's it's. Uh, he does so much with so little too. Val Kilmer yeah. can't. He's another one of those that just isn't in that many scenes. So. Yeah, he's in he's in one scene, right? He's just he's just in one scene in the entire movie in Top Gun Maverick. Do we not get his voice somewhere else, or is it is it literally just one scene? I think it's just one scene. And wow. And uh, and from what I've read, like when he talks in that scene, that's not even him talking. It's it's like really it, yeah. It's um uh, uh that. That uh, technology, where kind of what they voice match, yeah, yeah, kind of what they did with like uh, uh, Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker in, in 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 the in the Boba Fett show, whatever, right? But even so, I don't know. He does a lot with just like typing, like on a keyboard, looking at Tom yeah. Cruise, and just being that sort of sounding board for that Tom Cruise performance that'll probably get Tom Cruise nominated, right, for for best See, actor. I- um. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And again, it's like one, it's another, it's another one of those performances where I don't think the movie would work if it weren't for Val Kilmer in that one scene he's in. So I agree with you. Yeah. I, I 
I was surprised to see him in it. I, I remember all those tweets of his that he was like, please let me be in the movie. And I didn't know that anything come, came of it. Um, and I, even, even though I didn't see the movie until months and months after it had been out, I really didn't know. And it was a nice surprise. You mentioned they had the AI voice matches or matches voice, but they didn't, they still didn't shy away from his, uh, disability that he has. Um, he wears that big scarf and he has to type on the keyboard to, to, uh, talk. And, uh, the, the AI voice matching they did, it wasn't like, uh, stoic Val Kilmer. It was, uh, kind of, uh, uh, it's, it, it, it surprised me because it felt like that's probably the way Val Kilmer would talk now. And, um, it surprised me when you said it was AI, but, uh, yeah, I, I really, there's a lot of bravery in that performance, I yeah. think. And, uh, I, I do, I, I, uh, much like I, much like I do all of our troops, I salute it. <laughs> Thank you. All of our Air Force Thank troops. <laughs> Well, um, he's, uh, I think he's a naval officer in that, Marcus. Uh, all of our naval force, <laughs> air force. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, I'm just going to say these top two, because, of course, number one, Kehu Kwan, for everything everywhere. I'm going to echo everything you said, Marcus, and I'll just add that. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, like a running theme through the to, through my picks and your picks too. Even it's like these are performances that these are characters that like really the movies wouldn't be the same without them. It's like they kind of like rely on these supporting actor performances, um, and of course, Kei Kwan is like you, you, you got to have that in the end. I, I, if he wasn't there, if his character, even if like somebody else were in, the, were in that character spot, I don't think. It'd be as good uh, the movie itself. No, you, you uh, have yeah. to you have to have the performance with the. It's not just the character. It's not the writing. It is. It's him. It's, yeah, it's the performance, right? And he knows you got to have a charming man. Like yeah, him. and God is he so goddamn charming. He he runs the gamut of like being uh, uh, suave, debonair to like geeky, nerdy, uh, uh, even like verges on like pathetic. But it never goes to pathetic because he's just so kind yeah. and warm and yeah it, it could have veered any other direction right but because of his performance it's solidly like the best of the year supporting actor wise okay that's number one number two is the one i'm surprised you don't have although i'm i you, you may be it's like one of those clinger darling sort of thing brendan gleason and banshees um i know you yeah. had I, 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 yeah. I, I know you had to go with barry right and maybe yeah you have your rationale for not picking gleason but i don't know like gleason it's it's uh, again it's like another thing where it's that pairing of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson that makes that movie work Banshees and every time I think about that movie it's like that 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 performance of Gleeson how in the end it's like or in the middle of the movie even it's like menacing where he he threatens to do these things that are terrible and he does some of them and you believe him and that sort of like haunting performance is like what gets me and and i i do love him for that and that's why he's like my number two anyway um those are my top five in my honorable mention marcus um any any thoughts as we wrap up our picks so yeah i'll just say brennan gleason is absolutely fantastic i do i do i do love him in the movie and yeah you said it, it's like killing your darlings i just felt like there's something about Barry Keegan, man, that it's something I more want to give. And and there's some, some part of it that just feels like 
by me going so hard for Colin Farrell. I feel like I'm also going really hard for Brendan Gleeson at the same time because they just feel like just two sides of the same coin in that movie. They really do play off each other so incredibly well. Yeah. And yeah, now that you say it, I probably should have had him in there. No, you don't have to change. I love my picks, but <laughs> you love uh, your, I, your your picks are great. And and honestly, I I, I put uh, Barry Keegan like right below or right at the same level as David Arquette in my honorable mentions. Like because I think yeah, mm-hmm. Keegan and, and Gleason in that movie are, are fantastic. And hey, yeah, that uh, something we can all agree on at this point is like. Banshees of Inisherin, some great performances. <laughs> some great, great for, great he's performances. so funny. He is yeah. so so funny. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's an actor's movie, and uh, everybody, everybody, everybody across the board really just nails it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I apologize to Mr. Gleason. No, 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 uh, <laughs> no apologies necessary. He would say, "I'm putting words in his mouth." Um. Okay. Those are our picks. Now, do we open up the Discord? Do we open it up? Opening up the Discord. Here we go. Opening, Opening up, up the, the Discord. Discord here we go. Here we do. Here we go. Okay. So, our very first... I put out the call. Yeah, so you asked you've the been, question. You've been the one putting out the call. I'm the one that put it out this time. I was worried nobody would answer me. Because with you, there's a little bit of an intimidation factor. But <laughs> <laughs> we did get some great responses here. Very first response we got from the real Matt C, uh, co-host of yours on uh, we're all talking about movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, it's <laughs> Stephen Lang in Avatar Two, I assume. Yes, Avatar he <laughs> he was, Two. He, but, was, he wasn't in uh, Bones and All, <laughs> or <laughs> although he would have been great in Bones and All, playing a cannibal, that would have been sweet. Oh, um, yeah, I would have liked that. Yeah, Stephen but, Lang. Yeah, Stephen Lang. I, Stephen Lang, Avatar Two. Having, I can't speak to it. I can can I can I speak to it? Can I have the floor for a minute? Please. Can I can I please speak? do? I would love to hear it. Stephen Lang in the Way of Water in Avatar: The Way of Water. I don't know how much you know about how big of a role Stephen Lang plays in Avatar Two. Now, now that See, I talk about it, like, do, do you want me to get I, into it or, or because I, I, hold on a second. Here's what here's okay, my yeah, memory me, of me. here's my memory of Avatar. I thought he died. I, I don't remember. I haven't seen Avatar in a decade. I thought he died, but okay. I'm guessing he didn't. I'm guessing <laughs> okay. he didn't. I'm guessing he was led away. No, 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 no. No, because Sigourney okay. Weaver did die. Yeah. And she's back. But in a different role, I understand. But I have seen... So I'm guessing he was one of the ones like Giovanni Ribisi who was just carted away at the end and said, uh, everybody's great. Everything's great now that we killed the or that we got the capitalist in chains. But I do remember his performance pretty vividly in that movie. That he's like this, uh, he's doing what Stephen Lang does, which is great. So, but I have seen uh, little bits and pieces of Stephen Lang guitar. Okay. The Navi 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 Lang. Okay. And uh, I don't know how it gets to that point, but I'm very curious. So yeah, I, I I was wondering about that. If you knew that Stephen Lang's character was now a Navi, okay. I sent you a photo today of that character. So I would hope. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> was, okay, that reminds me. I need to respond to you about that. Um, okay, Stephen Lang, having rewatched Avatar one this past week, he I I think he's the best thing about Avatar one, in my opinion. That performance, that 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 villainous performance, right? Uh, it's cartoonish. 
Uh, Madcap. It's it, he's he's playing top tier, you know, uh, twirling mustache sort of villainy in one, and in two, I just say he does that, but also adds a, a little bit, a little twist, little twist, little depth. Okay, so I can totally see, especially the real Matt scene, Matt Curion picking Stephen Lang because like uh, I can see it. We can move on. You can see it. I can see okay. Matt picking it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So our next uh, our next list. Oh, Jay McMillan always getting in there early. We got. I appreciate it. Kehoe Kwan in everything, everywhere, everywhere, all the everywhere. Uh, we've got Brendan Gleeson in Banshees. Uh, Ralph Fine, Ray Fines in the menu. I have not seen the menu. Talk a little bit about Ray Fines because he's going to come up a few more times. Yeah, uh, I'll just say Ray Fines gives. Uh, if anything, uh, the menu is pure pure entertainment, right? Um, I think with a, a handful of very good performances, the best of those performances being Ray Fiennes as the villainous uh, chef in the movie. And right after I first saw it, I'm like, yeah, that is, that is, that reminds me, you know, not like Schindler, not Schindler's List level Ray Fiennes, but definitely like <laughs> Red Dragon Red uh, Ray Fiennes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Uh, outstanding performance from Ray Fiennes in real life. Uh, F true villain yeah, who doesn't Ray Fiennes suck? I can't. Remember. Yeah, in, in in real life, true life villain because he defended uh, J.K. Rowling and uh, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, notorious turf J.K. Rowling. Uh, Ray Fiennes and no. Helena, Helena Bottom Carter both uh, went to J.K.'s defense. Um, well, good, uh, good actor though. Go fuck yourself, Ray Fiennes, <laughs> and our next and his next pick. I also say, go fuck yourself, Eddie Redmayne for the Good Nurse. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what this is. I do not care. I'm going to move past it. The Good Nurse, co-starring Jessica Chastain, by the way, Sammy Slimane <laughs> in Athena. Um, I don't know anything about this. Okay, so Athena, if I'm correct, and I'll do a quick search. Uh, it's on Netflix now. Apparently. The, the, the running theme I've heard from reactions is it's amazing. Uh, you won't believe your eyes the way they shot this thing. It's an extraordinary a production. Movie. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Or well, I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it's definitely one that's on Netflix. That's, Distributed. By yeah, Netflix, yeah. So okay. check it out. I will uh, oh, check this out and and see French what's up. French language, French and Arabic. It says. Yeah. Awesome. That that that, that seems really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Noah Thompson, um, another frequent responder to these polls. He gives us Kehoi Kwan. He gives us Christopher Abbott on the count of three. No clue. Not an idea. On the count of three is... I'll do a quick One, search. One, two, three. It is a movie about suicide. Um, mm, yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, good job, Christopher Abbott. Hold on, hold on. Directed by Gerard Carmichael, uh, starring oh. Gerard Carmichael uh, and co-starring Christopher Abbott. Uh, these two characters are on a are on a journey uh, out of a psychiatric ward, and they both uh, intend to kill themselves by the end of the day. Uh, okay. So, so the trailer says, for my memory. But yeah, um, sounds good. It sounds good. Do you think they do it? We'll have to see the movie, don't That'd we? That'd be pretty Won't weird, we? right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I, it's uh, no. I mean, crazy. Do you think we'll do that? Oh, do you think we'll do that? <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, by the end of the series, we will. <laughs> by the end of this, 
All right, uh, Stephen Young in Nope. Let's talk about Stephen Young. Okay, he he's he he almost made my list, and I feel bad for not including him on my list. Actually, I was surprised. I was surprised you didn't have him. I uh, I, I, I was just Playing saying. I was just saying this uh, the other day with somebody. Uh, um, they had just watched Nope for the first time, and I was like, once again. Uh, 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 praising Stephen Yun and his performance in it, especially that one monologue about SNL and Chris Kattan. I, it, it, it's multi-layered. It's incredible. You definitely see him uh, as this child actor who's just went through a lot and trying to process that in his own, yeah. you know, child actor grown-up way that leads him to his end. Uh, not spoiler. I guess that's a spoiler. Whatever. It's nope. Go Who see cares? it. Um, but yeah, I, I, that, that, that's all I feel about nope and him. Marcus, uh, do you have any thoughts on Stephen Young and nope? Not really. No. Uh, I, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I thought he was good in the movie. I don't necessarily see it that everybody says. I mean, that, I mean, I, I, I get it, and I, I guess the reason why and I, I like Stephen Young a lot, I really do. I, um, but he just didn't necessarily hit it for me. I, I totally see that, and that's probably why he's not in my on my list because it's 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 just it's just barely there for me. Like it was almost incredible, but it, I think it's still amazing though what he does. Uh, I know that's yeah. a contradiction. He maybe gets cut out of the movie a bit too early, or yeah, or he played, or I wish when he was doing his big rodeo stuff, maybe he had played it up more, but he just doesn't. Like he plays it with this timidness that I didn't necessarily feel was right, but. But the, look, I, I, I'm who am I? You're Marcus Irving. Um, I'm Marcus Irving. Uh, Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans. Noah also says, and they say David Bradley for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which we have a few more of those uh, that get said. Um, I still have not seen Pinocchio, but David Bradley, I assume he plays a uh, character. Uh, yes, he is in the movie Pinocchio as a character. Is he Geppetto? He is Geppetto. How'd you know? Hacha, hacha. Yeah. Uh, David Bradley, by the way, he's another one of those. It's like a running theme throughout the series. Google him, and I you'll, gotta see him. And, and, I gotta and him uh, yeah, Google him, and you'll know exactly who he is. David I just saw him. Bradley. I just saw him in uh, the World's uh, End. Yeah. Um, uh, the World's End. He played a, a bit role in that. As uh, evil man in Game of Thrones. He does so much with just being a voice performer. Um, David Bradley. Uh, a lot of a lot of that cast does a lot in in their voice acting with that with that movie. Anyway, uh, we'll talk I about. I'm, that thing I'm sure we'll talk about more uh, Pinocchio later. But yeah, let's keep going. Okay. Um, he also mentions uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Ambulance and Rowan Campbell in Halloween Ends, which is, uh, yeah, my favorite performance of that movie. He's my favorite aspect of that movie. He's playing Corey, the guy who kind of becomes a new sort of Michael Myers type. Um. I do really, I loved him in that movie. I, I think Rowan Campbell is really fun. Um, and I think there's a lot of layers to that character that like make him the most important character of the movie, make him the most compelling character of the movie by far um, to me. And uh, yeah, uh, shout out Rowan Campbell. I, I, I tried to say him in best actor, or I tried to defend somebody saying him in the best actor category, but... Um, I, I, he's, he's a supporting character. I get it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. I, I, I think he is the most interesting. Although, although I, I do love Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie. And I think sure. if, I think it was excellent casting, picking 
Rowan Campbell, who I don't know I've seen him anything else in, 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 in anything either. else, right? I don't know either. He comes off perfectly as this kind of like geeky nobody. You but know? but I know I, I know uh, people have problems with that movie, and I don't care. But I think he's like a when he's facing off against Jamie Lee Curtis, like in certain scenes, I think it plays well. Like I think he's a good yeah like antagonist in that movie for a long stretch. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I somebody tweeted out uh, 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 like, uh, "Hey, Rowan Campbell should be Clark Kent slash Superman." I'm like, "Yeah, do it." Okay. I, I, I see that. I'd see it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah. I see it. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 I do like him. I do. I'd prefer to see him acting in movies. I yeah, controversial take. Not the Who's Tommy, our beloved uh, Thomas Mar- Mariani, um, one of the co-hosts of Double Edge Double Bill, along with Adam Thomas. Uh, he says Paul Dano uh, in the Fablemans. He says Kehoe Kwan in Everywhere, Everywhing. <laughs> I'm actually trying. <laughs> everywhere, everything, all everything, everywhere, all at once. There we go. I just start with everything. Uh, Barry Keegan in Banshees, Stephen Young in Nope, and he says this one's interesting. Ethan Hawke in the Black Phone. I do want to talk about this for just a second. Um, you know what? Yeah. You know, the okay, can I say something real quick? Please, yeah. The Black Phone is a solid horror movie that kind of just like disappeared this year for me. In in a yeah. slew of like amazing horror movies, some yeah. of which ended up on my top 10 this year. Like the black phone just like disappeared. It just it did it, it, uh, 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 Although I thought it was like it was a solid little movie, but yeah. uh, I don't know for whatever reason. I guess it, I guess it just didn't stick with me. Um, and but I don't know. Thinking back on it, I think Ethan Hawke is like very good as like the 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 the, the villain. I mean, I, I I don't know. Maybe I'll just say it, it tried to be sort of an original horror movie and like trying to create its own iconography and sort of like going for this gimmick which i won't spoil that seemed to be innovative right um but i don't know for whatever reason like all that just didn't stick for me anyway um but i i I like it i like it though i agree with you yeah i i can echo every sentiment there totally rock solid but it's something you don't really have to think about all that much or will think about it will kind of disappear from your head but like i totally recommend it i've seen it twice i watched it again here at home and i thought the same thing again where i was just kind of surprised like oh yeah this is totally solid and then i have kind of forgotten about it since but yeah ethan hawk's kind of uh ethan hawk and the the main kid they're they're really the only two people in the movie but um they they uh play off each other really well ethan hawk's weird little mask i was expecting more from the movie because i mean it's the man that directed sinister and sinister is one of my all-time favorite horror movies and but it is it just kind of goes for breezy sort of light tone that uh pretty light on the scares more kind of like a uh more of a the thought is scary and it feels like a very personal movie to scott derrickson yeah and i appreciate that um and ethan hawk yeah he plays kind of just like a quintessential boogeyman character that uh i really enjoyed him as he's he's really good in the movie i'm not gonna say he's not but 
It just does not was not quite what I was expecting as a movie. But his his play with the mask is really fun. Okay, Jessica Scott. Uh, she says, Kehoe Kwan and everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Barry Keegan and Banshees. Brendan Gleeson and Banshees. She had she had the gall to put them both on there. Stronger person than um, you are. Stronger than I. Stronger than you. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Young and Nope and Tim Roth and Resurrection. That one's interesting to me. Uh, have you seen Resurrection, Marcus? I have not. Uh, I believe it's on Shutter now. It's on Shutter. Uh, get it while it's hot. Um, but uh, Rebecca Hall in that movie. Oh, yeah, I do want to see this. Yeah, get ready to talk about her next episode Ooh. for for lead act Ooh, okay. for lead actress. I mean, I'll do some homework. I'll do some. Homework. I'm not. I'm not going to say she's going to end up on mine, or at least I don't think so. But I might be wrong in my reevaluation of my list. But. I'm sure people in the Discord were gonna bring, or they're, they're gonna bring her up, because hers is definitely one of the best of the year, all around. Rebecca Hall and Resurrection, Tim Roth playing against her. Um, of course, Tim Roth is gonna be a great villain, and yeah, he plays a great villain in Resurrection. So yeah, I totally see Tim Roth getting some uh, 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 attention here uh, from good old Jessica Scott. But yeah, uh, Resurrection, go see it. Okay, our friend uh, Jurassic Griff, friend of the site. Um, uh, Jesse, he says, uh, he's glad that Stephen Young was getting mentioned so much, but he also wanted to bring in Michael Wincott and Brandon Perea in Nope. Uh, Michael Wincott, I believe plays the, the, uh, cinematographer, cinematographer. And then Brandon Perea plays the handyman camera guy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but both of them very good. Uh, I said, I'd say Michael Wincott, um, other than. Uh, this movie is full of great performances now that I think about it, but other than, uh, other than Kiki Palmer and, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, I'd say Michael Wincott's up there with both of them. Uh, very fun performance, I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, and we can talk about it more here in a second with, uh, Sam shot first, friends of the site, co-host or host of, uh, as, uh, uh, can't believe it. Um, great podcast. Go check it out. Host, host of, uh, the host of more podcasts host of uh uh what's the lord of the going helms deep our lord of the rings podcast yeah co-host of that okay we also got uh kehoi he says kehoi kwan in everything he says michael wincott in nope there we go there's another chance to talk about him steven young in nope edward norton in glass onion david bradley in gdt's pinocchio so if you have anything to say about michael wincott say your piece or but i do want you i do want to hear you say a little bit about edward norton i still haven't seen glass onion oh boy you're but edward norton good you're gonna get your chance to see glass onion this friday on netflix when it opens yep. uh friday uh december 23rd uh worldwide on netflix uh, check it out, folks. Ed Norton. I mean, uh, uh, he Eddie Norts. He was in consideration to be on my list, but I thought, you know, there are other great performances in that movie. And as much as I love Ed Norton, although I know in real life he's like an asshole, um, seems like it. This is not like a slight against him in the movie. He is kind of like playing sort of a version of other characters he's, he's playing, playing Edward Norton yeah kind of, he's, kind of, yeah. he's kind of playing Edward Norton it's not a bad thing I think it fits the movie but uh, yeah I mean all around it's like a solid cast but uh, he's just Nortoning around um, but yeah and then Michael Wincott yeah uh, solid I mean he's maybe the only actor who can pull off reciting the lyrics of Purple People Eater and it getting both a laugh and like 
chills, you know, down the spine of its of of of, of its audience. Um, but yeah, I like him a lot. Okay, our next one here we have uh, Ben Miller who says Kehoi Kwan, Brendan Gleeson, Paul Dano, Barry Keegan, and he also says Brian Tyree Henry. So Brian Tyree Henry, he did not give movies here. So Brian Tyree Henry could be referring to Causeway or Bullet Train. <laughs> um, I've seen Bullet Train. <laughs> can we hold on? Okay, so so can we do the two scenarios where yeah. either yeah either it's Causeway or Bullet Train? So I can speak on Causeway. Yeah. I have not seen Causeway, but all I know is it's on Apple TV. Uh, it's it's mm. uh, starring uh, um, Jennifer Lawrence in her comeback. Um, oh, it's that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he is great. I, I think I mentioned him before uh, because uh, Jennifer Lawrence was brought up before, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, that movie Causeway. They're both amazing in it, apparently. Uh, but yeah, Causeway. I don't know if I'm gonna see it. I, I, I to me, it's like another one of those contenders that like if it gets a lot of nominations, yeah, I'll have to see it. But for now, I'm like, eh, I'll wait. So that's Causeway. So, but but what if he? But what if he's like referencing what bullet, if he train? Meant bullet Train? Marcus, can you speak on that? <laughs> and you know what? Look, uh, so Bullet Train, he plays uh, twins with uh, oh, what's his name? I do really Aaron like Taylor Johnson. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He plays twins with Bar- Aaron Taylor Johnson. If there's anything about Bullet Train that works, um, my friend, my friend, literally just messaged that he watched Bullet Train and loved it. But if there's, I did not. If there's anything about Bullet Train that just 100% works, I think it is those two playing off each other. I think they are very funny. I think they're the only two that should have been allowed to be those comedic relief characters. And I think everybody else should have played it more seriously if I'm critiquing the movie. But in all honesty, Brian Tyree Henry, Aaron Taylor Johnson, both of them, I think you nominate them together. And I think that's a good pairing. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to guess he meant Causeway. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a safe bet. Um, yeah. And and by the way, I narrowly dodged seeing uh, a bullet train again because I saw it once in theaters. But uh, my parents, uh, as as I was scrolling through movie selections when I was back home for Thanksgiving, they were like, "Oh, what's that bullet train?" I go, eh, "Let's watch something else instead." <laughs> I'm I'm okay <laughs> with not seeing Bullet Train again. Um, but no, he, he's he's very good in it with Aaron Taylor Johnson. I agree with you. All right, we can move on. Okay, a most lawyerly James. Uh, I'm not sure who this is, but they say Sammy Slamane and Athena. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you chime in. Anybody new, come in, chime in. I, I would love to hear you. Uh, he says Sammy Slamane and Athena. Uh, we heard that before. Brendan Gleeson in Banshees. Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Or Bullet Train. So, okay. No, no, he actually says. Oh, bullet. he says. They actually okay. say Bullet Train. <laughs> okay. Yes. They say Kay Hoy Kwan. They say Paul Dano in The Fablemans and Eddie Redmayne in The Good Nurse. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Okay, now, do you have anything to say? Nothing to say. Solid picks, James. Nothing to say. Okay, Sky65Z. They say, uh, they, they specifically wanted to throw in some ones that had not been said yet. This is our final uh, list here. Oh, no, no, we have Emily VS down there. She says, uh, uh, Emily says Mark Lance and Bones and all. That's See? her one pick. And uh, Somebody is with me. Somebody, Not, not only somebody. But you also have you have you have Emily and you have Sky sixty five Z. They say uh, they do say Mark Rylance in Bones and all. They say Rory Kinnear in Men, which I, I would count that as lead. I would think uh, Ray uh, Fines in the menu, and then we have four more here: uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Ambulance, uh, and ones that have not been said before: Bill Skarsgård in Barbarian, which is interesting. I mentioned Justin Long, and I I get Bill Skarsgård though. I, I think. 
Without that character, that movie doesn't work. And without him specifically being cast, that movie doesn't work. You got to have a person like him who you just instantly distrust because you know he's Pennywise. It's such smart casting. And uh, he really, he throws you off the trail really, really good. Yeah, um, I, I, I yeah. love um, that line uh, in the opening sequence that when he's meeting the other, the, 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 the true lead of the movie. And he says something like, oh, God, what does he say? He's like, I'm not a monster, even though clearly we've seen him play monsters yeah. before. You know, yeah, um, I, I think brilliant casting, putting him in that movie. Fantastic casting. Yeah, yeah. That, that's best casting decision of the year. Yes. That's the um, new award here on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe in The Northman. Northman. Um, yes, but I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I, when I think of The Northman, I'm not thinking of Willem Dafoe. I'm thinking of Alexander Skarsgård. I'm thinking of Nicole Kidman. I'm thinking of Anya Taylor-Joy. But yes, Willem Dafoe, very, very good in The Northman, as, as he always is. You can never say, like, Willem Dafoe sucked. Like, that just doesn't happen. Never. Um, never. Um, and uh, their last pick that I really liked is Pedro Pascal in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, oh. which, yes, oh my God, you talk about a charming performance, like a really cute performance in a cute movie. There you go. No, I, I, that is a solid choice because I've been saying that all year. Pedro Pascal and, and, and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Just wonderful. Ah, uh, it's, it's like a hug. It's a warm hug, uh, that performance. Oh my God. Because he, yeah. I, it's like he's. It's like he. You can you can tell he's having the time of his life playing against yeah. Nicholas Cage, and that's his it's so pure. It's so yeah. it's so pure. And and, <laughs> and, so and, and it just so happens that that's that's like the character he's playing. That's like that's his motivation too. It's like it's 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 doubly amazing. Anyway, yeah, Pedro Pascal. We'll be seeing him for the Emmys next year as he stars in The Last of Us. I you know I I don't know if this person is going to listen to this podcast, but somebody who will not be named recently said in our discord that pedro pascal has a punchable face or he does not like pedro pascal right what are you talking about? that makes what no sense that about, makes buddy? no sense to me man uh if you listen to this what the hell are you talking about get out of here get a grip get a grip no, right now. <laughs> we're joking <laughs> we're, we're but, kidding uh, around but, but no seriously. seriously get a grip get a grip uh, get a handle on your life. And th- this goes for anybody who doesn't like Pedro Pascal. Get a handle on your life. Just figure your shit out. Figure, like, I don't know yeah. what your problem is, but it's it's a you thing. Okay? Yeah. Don't don't dump your shit on me. You know about hey, you, bro. You, bro, come on. Go to therapy. All right. Now is that uh, is that right. is that the Discord? Is that yeah? Close that's the, the end of our Discord. Right. That's the end of our picks. Everybody's picks have been submitted. Woo! All right. It's, yeah. Th- this is a and you can submit your picks officially next week. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, if you're in the Discord by the time we ask the question for next week's episode, then yes, you can. You can. Yeah, get get in there. Give in us, there. Even if you only got one to say, and it's and it's from like a movie you don't you don't think uh, people would talk about, we want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So go we to love those offbeat choices. Talkfilmsociety.com slash discord to jump in the discord and join us. And we're doing best actress next week. Best actress next week. Yes, our our last acting category, I think. Yeah. And then after that, I forget. I, I, I had the page open, but who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? Whatever. We, we don't know what we're doing. Flying by the seat of our pants here. We are. And this is a long, long episode. I, I said earlier we might jump into the Metacritic thing. 
I'm going to briefly mention it because I think it's interesting. And we, yeah, what the hell is this? We might talk about it in future episodes. So I just found this out. So Metacritic does their own little like scorecard. It's Shindig. it's liter- it's literally called a film awards and nominations scorecard from Metacritic. Ugh. Which famous Ugh. famously Metacritic. Uh, how do you view Metacritic, Marcus? I view them very poorly because I'm a fan of the video game industry. Ah, yes. And in the video game industry, they hold heavy weight. Like, it's yeah. it's well known that a lot of companies have, uh, like, you get bonuses if the movie is, if if the if your video game gets like an 80 or more on Metacritic or wow. something like that. Like, which it's, is, it's ridiculous. Which is which is notoriously hard to do, right? Because, like, they, they kind yes. of weight things differently than Rotten Tomatoes, right? Th- they weight things really lowly like uh, like critically acclaimed things that like will get like in the 70s like it, it's not it's a really weird system it's not as like i know people shit on rotten tomatoes for this but like rotten tomatoes at least kind of makes sense to me it's like a yes or a no a thumbs up or thumbs down and metacritic is like they actually put you put every single opinion on a from 0 to 100 score and they merge all of those together and even when like the person doesn't give a number in their review they still give it a number wow and it feels very arbitrary and they are kind of they weirdly they hold a large place in a lot of people's lives that i don't think is uh, fair at all so but not, so, metacritic what do you got so now it's time to put a lot of weight uh from them on us when we talk about the scorecard, yeah. okay. Now, this is this to me is just an interesting experiment that they're doing here that they've been doing apparently for like over ten years that I have I have I have no idea that this was a thing. So, their scorecard works like this. So movies get points uh, uh, as the award season continues, uh, but the points break down this way: they get one point for being nominated or for being listed for an award. Uh, two points for uh for being a runner-up, uh, and three points for winning an award. Okay. Okay. And, and these points accumulate through the season. Uh, right now we can just run through some of these. We, uh, we can jump. Yeah, we'll check in with this later too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for right now, uh, uh with all the points up through December 18th, uh, which they just updated. Apparently, Philadelphia and St. Louis and Utah just announced their uh, awards winners. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Critics Awards winners. So let's look at the points board, according to Metacritic. Uh, who's in the lead? Best picture. Uh, I'll, I'll do a top five, okay? Uh, number five, they got Top Gun Maverick with 15 points. Wow. Th- then the Fablemans with also 15 points. And then Tar with 23 points. Banshees wow. of Inishirin with 27. And number one with 41 points. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Wow. So points-wise, Everything Everywhere is uh, is cleaning up. Crushing. Um, yeah. So we're not going to go through all of them. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll jump through. We'll jump to supporting actor just to close off this episode. Paul Dano uh, is number six with six points. Okay. And hey, look. Mark Rylance is number five with six points. Look at them. Look at him. Was he on Gold Derby at all? Uh, I think he was like at, hold on, Gold Derby. Derby, He was at number 11 on their list. 
Okay. Right below. Okay. I don't right, want. I don't want him to get that. <laughs> he's not going to. Don't worry. Although I don't know, uh, 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 crazier things have happened. As, as I keep saying. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's let's go through the rest of these. Barry uh, Barry Keegan, number four with seven points. Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Causeway from Causeway for uh, uh, with nine mm-hmm. points. So Brian, yeah, Brian might might get in there. And then the top two, of course, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, with 24 points and K Hugh Kwan with 49 points. So, wow. So he's definitely in the lead. Love to see it. Yeah. Oh, we'll do this before we wrap up. Finally. Um, who are our picks for who's going to win that precious Oscar come March? So we got to do this like we did. Wait, okay. We haven't done this yet. No, 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 we we have, because remember in episode one, when we talked about lead actors, we, Oh yes, we did. We yes, said we Austin did. And you know what? At this point, I'm switching it. I'm saying Colin Farrell wins. You're saying Colin Farrell? Okay, wow. I'm going to have to write this down. I have to keep track of this. So, in episode one... Yeah, you got to switch. In episode one, we both said Austin Butler for lead actor for the Oscar. But yeah. Marcus is going to change it up and for go with uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Okay. So you ma- I'm saying you made the I'm, switch. I'm calling, I'm calling my shot. Okay. Uh, episode two, uh, I said... Um, <laughs> Uh, Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere uh, and you said Carrie Condon right? I did say okay yes yeah hey, look right now I'm a Banshees guy Banshees for life Banshees I mean it's it, it, it's a solid choice because hey uh, last time a Martin McDonough film came out a lot of a lot of actor awards uh, went uh, yeah. went to those and this time movies. nobody's turning on this movie yeah. which I appreciate yeah. and now I, I, I still like three billboards Sorry. Uh three billboards is fine. I I, I, I was happy to see uh, uh Sam Rockwell win an Oscar, you know, and and I uh, hey, I'm I'm a yeah. I'm I'm a big Frances McDormand guy and I'm glad she won. Although she won again like two years later, but it was fine, it's whatever. Um Whatever. This week. Who are we picking? <laughs> oh, okay. This is very okay. I, Should we yeah. I I mean is it's is is it going to be obvious? Is it, are, are we both going to say the same thing? Hold on. I, Let's on the I count of 3. Obvious. I think on on the count of 3. <laughs> we'll say who we think is going to win the Oscar uh at this point. Um right. uh December uh 18th or whatever whenever the show comes out, just, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, late to mid December. Here's here's who we think is going to win best supporting actor the the Oscar for best supporting actor. Here we go. 3 Two, one, K. Jake Gyllenhaal. K. Huquan. K. Huquan. Okay. K. There we go. We did it, folks. We predicted the Oscars. Um, yeah. He's Mark- going to win. I don't think there's any. Uh, look, Brendan Gleeson's probably the number two choice, and I just, I don't know. I, I see it, but at the same time, I don't see it. I think K. Huquan's going to win. Yeah. I think it's going to be a wonderful little moment up there on the stage. Yeah, let's hope so. And hey, we only have to wait three and a half more months to see it happen. Uh, Marcus, thanks as always. Uh, this was yeah. fun. Had a great time. Uh, great, great talk with you as always. Uh, uh, why don't you start the plug section? Good, just, oh, just talk. Geez. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Junkblader. Um, I'm not allowed to uh, plug any of my other social medias, but. 
Um, if you want to try to guess what my handle is by my Twitter handle, you can probably do that. Uh, you can also listen to Marcelo and I's podcast about the film Southland Tales. It will be coming back in the new year. Uh, we did a part uh, parts one through 12 breakdown of the film, and uh, we're going to be coming back with some special guests to talk about the film even more in depth than we already have uh, coming at it from new perspectives, I think. And we're going to be talking about, you know, Richard Kelly's uh, later work, uh, The Bucks. And even more, even more fun stuff to come with that show. It's called Have a Nice Apodcalypse. Um, check it out. Apocalypse, but with pod in there. Talkfilmsociety.com slash Southland Tales uh, to, to access that podcast, to, to, to subscribe, awesome. subscribe to it, to, uh, to, to see what we've done collectively, Marcus and I. As for me, go to talkfilmsociety.com. As always, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. TalkFilmSociety.com slash TFS Awards, TalkFilmSociety.com slash Discord, TalkFilmSociety.com slash Newsletter. I'm making it very easy for folks, <laughs> okay? TFS Awards, Discord, Newsletter. I, have, I haven't uh, sent out a new one in months and months and months, but I, I'm going to send out a new one uh, once the ballot is up for the Talk Film Society Awards. So subscribe to that newsletter. Uh, yeah, Do there it. you go. Um, that's it next week. Stay tuned because we're going to do another one of these. Uh, we're going to wrap up the acting categories with best lead actress, which I can't wait to talk about because I have opinions. I have thoughts. I'm excited. I mean, I think we saved the best for last in terms of acting categories. I think, I think this is going to be a fun episode next week, Marcus. And hey, but by, by this time next week, it's going to be a roaring one. By this time next week, I'll have seen women talking, and we'll be talking about women. So with that, women be talking. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye.